I'm Garner Henderson. And I'm William Murphy. And this is The Push. Hey, welcome back to this week's episode. We're super glad you joined in and hope you've enjoyed our previous two episodes. Garner, what are we talking about this week? Today we're going to talk about Noah and we're going to talk about how his story correlates with your story and how you should follow God's path just like Noah did. Cool. Awesome. Well, obviously, Noah is a pretty long story. Um, obviously, I don't think we have time tonight to even cover all of it. So uh, are we, are, what, what part of Noah's story are we covering? Uh, we're going to talk about him building the ark and the flood. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, probably one of the most popular parts of Noah's story. Um, but uh, yeah, let's get into it. Go for it. Take it away. Okay. So... To begin, God saw that the world was evil and he wanted to make a change. So in Genesis um, chapter six, verse seven, it said, so the Lord said, I will blot out from the, from the earth, the human beings I have created, people together with animals and creeping things and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. Wow. Then, um, God goes on to say, I mean, well, hey, let, let, let's just stop there for a second, man. Okay. Like, I mean, that's some pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Yes. Uh, I mean, that, that's harsh language, right? Uh, it says, so the Lord says, I will wipe off the land of the human race that I've created. Um, from the human beings to the livestock, to the crawling things, to the birds in the sky, because I regret that I ever made them that's harsh yeah. language but as you we had a conversation before we started recording about yeah. so what, I, that, I would what say that verse, word regret means right so i would say verse six here it is pretty important it says the lord regretted making human beings on the earth and he was his heart was grieved um like <laughs> A lot of times I think people, if you are first coming into the story, you read this and you're like, Lord regretted human beings. Like, what kind of God is this? You know, like you just made it. That's not, that's not yeah. what it is. It's not what it's saying. Right. But because you, you, you look at this at first glance and you're like, bro, we're six chapters in and he already regrets us. He hates like, us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that is, that's, that's pretty crazy. Pretty fast how that story would say, but uh, I think it's really interesting the way verse six puts it. Uh, and, and, I, and I don't want to skip past this part because I think it's really, really important. It says the Lord, yes, he regretted making human beings on the earth because he was broken hearted uh, and his greed from his heart. Um, and a, a lot of times we, we like to think that that's a pretty emotional thing. Um, but, but what it means in the Hebrew tradition, uh, and you got to keep in mind, like we said last week about the story of Adam and Eve, the story of Genesis is a story that's told word of mouth, right? It's been told for years and years and years by word of mouth by a certain group of people. Uh, and so what we, what we know about the Hebrew people is that this idea of being grieved from the heart is uh, not necessarily as emotional as we like to put it. Um, it's more of a, a situation where um, uh, to grieve one's heart it is more like this idea um, 
she feels sorry for him. Yeah, you feel sorry for for the mind that's been made up, right? Like the human being already at this point has made up a mind that they're going to go against God's God's path. The decisions right? they've already made. The decisions they've already made. So it's going it's going against uh, the way in which they've already it's going against the way in which God has designed for us to live. And so they've, he's, he's grieved that we've done this already. Right. He's grieved that we have, um, we have chosen again to rebel and to go against God. And so like, man, how many times in our life do we continue to choose that? And does God continue to be grieved over our decisions? Um, and it, it does, it does make it interesting. Like, um, I think we find just in our um, in our life, like God is in a in a constant state of He should, uh, because we are constantly rebelling, because we are constantly choosing our own path and not choosing God's path. He should kind of take the stance right here, right? Uh, in yeah. verse six and verse seven, like He should take that stance, like I will wipe you off this face of this planet, right? Um, but what we'll find out later in the story is that, um, you know, if you keep reading and you get to Matthew, that there's this guy named Jesus and he comes in and where Noah failed, um, which we're not actually getting to that part of Noah's story where Noah did fall. Jesus doesn't fall. And, and because Jesus kind of entered into the picture, yes, God can be grieved, um, but it's not like the regret is there because Jesus has come in and he's bared the weight of our sins. So I just think that's important because I think if you read those two first, if you're, if you're reading the Bible for the first time and you start in Genesis one and you get to Genesis six and hit verse six and seven, you're kind of like, Whoa. Oh, who's this guy? And why do we want to follow him? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but like I like to say, there's a lot going on beneath the service because I believe these writers are clever in how they present stuff. So keep going, man. Didn't mean to interrupt you. It then goes on in verse nine. It says, these are the descendants of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And you kind of wanted to pinpoint on what the righteous really means. Yeah, so that word there is actually in the Hebrew um, is, um, man, I can't even pronounce it, but it's like T-S-A-D-D-I-Q. Now keep in mind the Hebrew language actually doesn't have any vowels, so that's the English translation of what the Hebrew language is. Um, But that word in English, the only word that is, is close to equivalent, a lot of English people like to use the word righteous. Um, but keep in mind other languages. The Bible is not just translated into English, right? It's translated into different languages like French or Spanish or, uh, I don't know, Portuguese. Or I, I don't know why that language came to my mind. Um, but a lot of those different translations, uh, instead of using the word righteous there, because sometimes they don't have that word that's equivalent to that, they've used the, the translation that Noah is a just man uh noah is a man who practices out justice um and so i think that's really interesting in the concept of the story is that 
in this time, keep in mind, we're probably 500, 1,500 years after the time of Adam and Eve. We're nine generations removed um, from, from Adam. And already nine generations removed, Noah is the only man who practices out and lives out any sort of justice. Um, yeah, like I understand why a just God is fed up with it. Yeah, when there's only one guy, yeah, justice. One guy who practices justice. Which I is see. Interesting. I see where a man would get upset. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Keep going. Okay. Then it goes on to tell how how God tells Noah to build the ark. Um, the ark was supposed to be made of cypress wood or gopher wood. That's another word for it. Um, it was supposed to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits tall. Um, don't really know how long a cubit is, so y'all can look that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just go look at the Ark in Kentucky. That was a pretty good comparison to what they're saying right yeah. now. Uh, he tells him everybody that should be on the Ark, um, his family. Then it tells uh, God tells him all the animals that he should put on the Ark. He should put two of clean animals, unclean animals, um, birds of the sky and everything that creeps on the ground um, so after God builds the ark I mean Noah builds the ark and that's really where um, most of our story we want to pinpoint is right there in that area of when he's building the ark and how difficult that must have been you know you're in the middle of the desert and you're building an ark yeah oh i'm sure everybody's looking at noah like oh you're crazy well keep in mind like it's never rained yeah like it, up until the story we don't even know what rain is right like he says that uh i'm bringing floodwaters over the earth to destroy everything under the sky that breathes and you're like what what does that mean yeah, and I was like, just supposed to know to what's the flood. Yeah, that hasn't happened before. Yeah. Um, what's a boat, right? What's an ark? Well, yeah, like what in the world is this guy doing? Um, so it, it does become an interesting story, and like I think it, it's interesting that we we have um, all these things sitting here. Like, I mean, for regardless of what you you view on the the flood story right um regardless if you think it's the flooding the whole earth or regard if you think it's the the flooding of the earth just as they knew it i mean this is a big boat <laughs> like a very big boat yeah a very big boat and this is a lot of people and and beings and cre creatures that are going to be stored on this boat right um I mean, it is, it's, it's going to take some time. Um, you are yeah. the only man of justice. Keep that in mind. Like, you're the only man who is practicing out justice in this time. Um, what implications does that have on it, right? Um, it's going to take a whole lot of time. You're going to get a whole lot of weird looks. Um, and 
yeah, it's just interesting. So what do you want to talk about it? especially on this part right here, or do you want to keep going and tell, summarizing the story and come back? Uh, we can keep summarizing the story and then we can come back. Okay, I think cool. That'll work best. That way we can end on yeah. you know, what we really want to talk about. So yeah. when uh, Noah finishes building the ark, um, he gets all the animals on it and, you know, take into account again, this probably, if you do believe he just flooded the earth as they know it, it's not as many animals as we really think it is. Yeah, maybe not. Not, maybe not. elephants and lions and hippos and all this on there. Yeah, I mean, it. don't get me wrong. It makes for a good children's story, right? Yes. When you can uh, throw that, all these things on. When it. you can throw that elephant up on the felt board. <laughs> Dude, I love the felt board. Love the felt board. But yeah. Um, and again, like that's that's for your own interpretation and for your own yeah. decision. But, you know, uh, as far as history goes, like we know that, um, you know, who knows if there were people living on the entire earth. I mean, come on, we didn't discover America's till the Vikings, right? Um, and yep, there weren't like people. This, like 600, 700 years ago. Yeah. And recent. keep in mind, like we're only about 1,500 years into this guy, right? If not into this guy, into the creation. And so I don't know about you, but in a thousand five hundred years, uh, I don't know if you can populate the whole Earth by then. Um, no, I don't know uh, if I don't know if you can cross an ocean uh, <laughs> in that in that extent of time. Especially um, like if you know this is the first boat. I don't right. even know what a boat is. Yeah, yeah, we have no record of any of that before. Across the Pacific or Atlantic Ocean, that did not happen. I mean, you got to be in pretty good shape to be able yeah. to do it. So, um, yeah, I, again, I, I don't necessarily know. Uh, I don't think the truth that's trying to be told here is necessarily always in fact. Are there factual things here? Absolutely. But I think what what they're trying to say here is that um well we'll get into that actually i don't want to go ahead and spoil that go ahead okay um then it starts raining once it gets everything you know everybody and everything on there rains for a really long time what 40 days and 40 nights yeah yeah i mean it is uh quite a long rain i mean it's been i don't know about it over there in arkansas but it's been raining here uh, and it's going to rain here for about three days. So yeah, that's a little bitch. bit too long of rain for me. It's so, been raining here. Yeah. And, yeah. and then it says, um, the water swelled on the earth for 150 days. Wow. So they, they just sat there for 150 days on that boat with all those animals. Yeah. I mean, think um, of just the, think of just the mess. Like, Come on, man. Plumbing is not a thing. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I don't know how they. I I don't like walking into porta potties, right? And like, that's just one big floating porta potty. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. Not to mention, like, man, we we don't we don't do this story justice. Um, growing up and talking about what this story actually is. It's a kid's book story. Um, 
because keep in mind, like this is a mass genocide. You really, we really <laughs> sugarcoat it for the kids. Yeah, like this is literally all the people aside from knowing his family and all Everybody the living creatures. Like, hey. Yeah, and all the living creatures are drowned. Yeah. Like, man, that's the story. So, like, not only are you living in a massive porta potty, but all around you, like, you've got floating dead bodies, <laughs> floating carcasses. Um, yeah. I mean, this isn't a pretty sight, right? Um, no, I, I imagine even, like, when it started, it wasn't a pretty sight. I mean, yeah. The first thing that comes to my mind is like this scene of people beating on the ark trying to get in. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, we're sorry. You know, we messed up. Give us a second chance. Mm. And yeah. Or like the ones who'd finally, or the ones that, you know, walked by Noah every day and ridiculed him, finally realized, oh, I understand why you're doing that. Yeah, like he, he was, he was (laughs) right this whole time. And, all we did was make fun of him, you know, so yeah, maybe he's got that chip on his shoulder, you know, like y'all made fun of me. I'm not going to well, let y'all in. Well, then, one, I mean, like God's sealed the door, yeah, so it's I, not like he could open the door yeah. or not. But And then at the same time, you know, God's sitting there and he's like, I gave you millions of chances. Yeah. You know? But like Noah is a just man. He is a man who he was the only man. He, in the he's the only justice. man who practices justice. And like the God who is a God of justice, if we we realize when it comes down to us following our own path or following God's path, there comes a point a point in our lives where, like, if you, you choose to follow your own path, you are going to experience the consequences of what that brings. And this was that consequence. And in this story, this was the consequence when you tr- when you choose to follow God's path and you choose not to live into justice and live into treating or treating each other fairly or living a righteous life, like there comes some serious consequence. We talked about last week a little bit about um, this idea of a physical death or a, a spiritual death. I think you could play the same cards right here, right? Um, you know, so oftentimes in my life, when I, when I choose to live into, um, my own path, how often do I find myself drowning in my own choices, um, or drowning in in my own frustration or stress or anxiety or or depression because I brought myself there. Right. And then drowning's kind of like a wake up call. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, keep going. Are we keep going on the story, or are we uh, we stopping here? Yes. So then, you know, the flood subsides. Um, at some point, I think he sends a crow out first, and I don't think the crow ever returned, or maybe it did. I don't really remember. Um. Then he waits seven days and he sends a dove out and the dove does return with an olive branch. So it has started to subside at that point. Yeah. Um, But really at the end, God makes a promise to Noah. um, 
And I think I wanted to start at verse 21. Verse 21, it says, And when the Lord smelled the pleasing odor, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of humankind, for the inclination of the human human heart is evil from youth, nor will I ever again destroy every living creature as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. Mm. So yeah. he is, he's really, you know, making this prompt. He, he sees what he has done. And I guess, you know, you could take it as he feels like he's gone too far. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. You can take that however you want that, you know, but I kind of. When I read that, I think, I think he does, you know, feel bad for what he's done, even mm. though he was being just, you know, um, mm. I think he feels bad about the way he did it. So you think God regretted his own action? He might have. I don't know. I mean, I mean again, that's up for your interpretation. But mm. just when I read that, man, you're 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 about to open a lot of can of worms that I don't know if you want to walk into. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, I could I could both ask a lot of fun questions right now and we'd be here all night. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> we can do that another time, maybe. Well, I mean, I I think I think uh, again, uh, what's the truth you're searching for? yeah right or or not what's the truth you're searching for what's the truth that's trying to be told um and i think the truth that's trying to be told is that the lord is reminding noah um because it said the uh if you back up to verse 20 uh i know you only read 21 but verse 20 it says noah built an altar to the lord and he took some of the clean large animals and took some of the clean birds and placed entirely or entirely burnt offerings on an altar and the Lord smelled this like so so Noah does a righteous act Noah does a yeah. just act right um, and he deals um, with the Lord justly he deals with the Lord righteously and I think what the Lord responds he says you know what yet again Noah has chosen to to choose the path that I have laid out for him Noah has choose to live into the life of godliness. Noah has choose to live into the just life. Noah has choose to live into a righteous life. And because he has done that, I will make, it's not that he's, he's not making this promise because um, he looks out at see whatever, all that's happened in the last 40 days and 40 nights or a hundred some odd days, right? He's making this promise because Noah has done an act of worship. Noah has has leaned into the the, the life that God has for us, right? Yeah. And he says, never again will will I curse the land. Um, because I understand. I understand from the very beginning the human being is evil. Evil, right? Like I understand you're going to choose your own path from your youth. You're going to do it. Like if your mom tells you not to get a cookie out of the cookie jar, 
or yeah you're gonna get one like i can't tell you how many times i did it we had a glass cookie jar there were oreos in them and i got an oreo out of there even when my mom told me not to because i was like haha i know best right and then my mom later finds out why aren't you eating your dinner and i was like i don't know i'm just not hungry definitely didn't have an oreo yeah definitely didn't have five oreos i didn't i didn't do that right so like you can you can step into some pretty serious questioning right but i i i remind you this the truth that's being told here is the truth that this is what it looks like when we lean in to god's god's life that he has for us and then when we lean into the life that god has for us god is going to make and keep his promises um and this is one of those promises that he makes um and so yeah i think it's interesting and and again you could be here at all night and you could be here all night with the story man um i mean this keeping the the whole book of genesis is a book that has been told by word of mouth for years and years and years before it was written down again you can play telephone you know how that turns out right you you say one phrase pass it down a line to 20 people what does the phrase come out it might sound something like it did right but But is it entirely accurate no i don't think so um but i do think that the truths that that the lord wanted to convey through genesis are still here yeah um you know i i truly believe that and i truly believe that it tells the story about how god longs to be with his people um and so yeah very cool i mean that that's a great part um to the story and it's uh an interesting promise that the lord makes and um yeah and is that the i think um he keeps even keeps going on um yes in Uh, verse nine or chapter nine then he just makes a he makes a covenant with noah telling you know he needs to be fruitful and multiply his family needs to be, his kids need to be fruitful and multiply the animals need to multiply and he really just tells him you know he'll that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood and mm-hmm. never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth yeah, yeah. then he puts a rainbow in the sky yeah and yeah. that is that is the sign of his covenant and i know as childish and felt boardish as that sounds <laughs> yeah verse 12 i mean this is the sign of the covenant that i make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations i have set my bow in the clouds and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth yeah that is cool man i saw a rainbow today and it even reminded me it's like oh cool we're gonna be talking about the story tonight um but yeah uh it is an interesting story where i think the lord um i think i think we like to tell it as a children's story because it is also at the same time it's more than that and it also causes us to wrestle with some things Um, i feel it's a great story you know when you felt bored it down yeah 
No, it makes for a great VBS, man. Yeah, it's a great story to tell kids because there's animals and a rainbow and a guy yeah. with a beard that built the boat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there is there is huge obedience there too. Um, but it's also, it's interesting to see how God deals with the disobedience. Um, and here it's told that he deals with it very, very harshly. Um, and I, I think that you're always going to have those questions of why does God act differently here than he does in other parts? And, and yeah. not to say that God never acts harshly again, right? Because, um, I mean, I'm thinking about Achan in the Valley of Achor, uh, or I'm thinking about Ananias and Sapphira, or I'm thinking about uh, the guy who leans out and tries to catch the Ark of the Covenant trying to do a good thing, right? Not let the Ark of the Covenant falls, and he dies. Um, I mean, just a crazy story. Um, but here again, we find God who says, in the midst of your disobedience, you're going to experience what the consequences of that looks like. Um, in the midst, not just your disobedience, but in the midst of your own decision-making, in the midst of you choosing to follow what you think your life is best looked suited for. Um, yeah. And I think that makes it interesting because, man, this whole story, um, when you really look down on it, is the story of our lives. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I feel like so many times you look at this story and you're like, it's a children's story. But when you really take out the child aspect of it and the dream you had of it when you were a child, you really see it's more our daily lives than it is this cool, amazing story of yeah a rainbow and animals yeah for sure well, cool I mean, like, like you said earlier you know so many times you find yourself in in your own flood mm. yeah for sure and a lot of that comes from simple just i've chosen to do my own thing i've chosen to live my life i mean i think we talked about it last week and uh you know i, I love this story in matthew chapter 14 uh, about Peter walking on water. Uh, so many times we we feel like um, or we like to either create our own God or become our own God. And we like to jump out of the wrong side of the boat and find us neck deep drowning in water. Um, and the beautiful thing about, about Jesus and what he does for our lives is he reaches us down. Uh, and the person who catches catches Peter is not is not the disciples in the boat. It's not Peter reaching out and getting himself out of the water. It's Jesus reaching down in the water. Uh, and and what, what I love about um, comparing that story to this story is that here in this story, God has reached down and he has brought Noah out of the wickedness, right? Yes. Because Noah is a just man uh, and he's sparing that, right? And he's not, sparing. He's, he's not. Not only is he, he's being just, but he is also rewarding Noah for being just. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, he is, he is sparing, um, sorry, I'm about to yawn, and I don't oh, want to do that. <laughs> uh, it's, again, 10 o'clock at night. 
we're doing this again another late night i see that you have coffee is that coffee it's spiced tea oh even better i love tea i finished my tea over here what were we saying oh yeah um even though like noah is the only just man like god is sparing noah because god knows like out through noah's life through noah living into the life that he's been called to live through noah living into god's path so many others are going to experience what it's like to live through the path that god has laid out for them because of noah i mean this is pretty much the opposite of the story we talked about last week where you know last week they get banned from the garden of eden and god still shows them mercy right and this week it's you know noah chooses god's path instead of choosing his own path and he is rewarded yeah yeah well i mean it 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 shows you a little bit about what happens when you do choose um the life that God has for you when you when you when you choose the the Lord's path and and all around Noah in the midst of all this is is absolute chaos right yeah and yet Noah and his family are provided for are taken care of and are safe and are dry I'm yawning again um and are dry in the boat right like the lord has has provided for them he's taking care of them uh and man i i'm I'm walking through uh the book of hebrews right now um and one thing that the the hebrews writer is reminding these people um he's like don't be um don't be about the uh, don't be like the the Israelite people who, when the Lord provides, you you gripe and you complain, um, right? Like I, I think even in the moments like when we slip into or we we step into the path that God has for us, yeah. A lot of times I feel like I want to gripe and I feel like I want to complain, and, and I still like have that that tension that I want to live in my own path, but. I know, I know that God has a path that's laid out for me. Then I should step into that, right? Um, yeah. But what, what I think is, is interesting here is that Noah, being a just man, is someone who isn't probably. I mean, come on, he had every reason to gripe. He had every reason to complain. He was the only man doing what he had been told to do. Yeah, and but he was also else. like living on what we, what we talked about earlier. Like he was living in a a massive floating port body right he had every reason to gripe and yet what does he do the moment he gets out of the boat he makes he builds an altar to god builds an altar to go sacrifice yeah like you want to talk about a man who in this in this story is living into the life that god has for him it's noah right and so it makes sense um like he just he just spent like 200 days on a floating porta potty and gets off and yeah it's an altar first thing right off yeah. the get go but man how many times in my own life do i like i step into the path that god has for me and then i get there and i'm like i, I don't know if this is what i wanted yeah you know <laughs> you're surprised by yeah not floating porta potty and you don't <laughs> yeah 
you don't yeah. respond the way you should. Yeah. So I, I, I think Noah's actions are admirable here. Um, and I think we have a lot to learn from Noah. And obviously, I think the story of Noah is interesting because you can keep going on and Noah is not a, a perfect yeah. man by any shape or form. It shows you the true humanity of Noah because there comes a time where Noah messes up, right? Um, I think and you get that. not long after this. <laughs> in the next chapter. Um, it's, it's, it's literally the story you get with everybody in the Bible until you get to Matthew, right? Um, where, yes, there are times where they choose to live into the God's path and you see the goodness and the, the fruit that comes from that. And then you see the times where they don't. Um, but in the case of Noah, you get to see what it looks like for Noah to live in the, in, in God's path. Um, but you also get to see what's happening to the hundreds and thousands of people that aren't. Um, and man, I, I think that that really is the truth that's trying to be told in this story is in the moments where you aren't living into your into God's path and you're living into your own, what you'll find yourself in is pretty deep chaos. And what does it look like to get out of that chaos? Yeah. What it looks looks like is to practice, seek justice. Uh, you know, Micah six eight says this perfectly. Seek justice or walk humbly. What is it? It's literally a short verse. It's what seek justice, walk humbly, uh, love mercy. Uh, it's in my Instagram bio. <laughs> I should know it. Uh, Hold up, we're still, we're researching, we're here. I might cut that weird delay out. Oh. Yeah, it's it's seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Okay. Like, if you want to be someone who you want to, you want to turn that path around, right? And you say, you know what? I'm tired of walking my own path because I'm tired of the chaos that's around me. I'm tired of what happens when I continually say, I know what's best. Uh, and I look around me and everybody seems like they're dying. Um, be like Noah, seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. Because um, yeah. Noah, man, he is one humble dude for what he did here. I mean, he built an ark, probably had everybody walking by him each and every day, just absolutely crazy to him. Um, and yet he is obedient and walking humbly with the Lord and the peace that he experiences, but not just the peace, the, 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 um, the faithfulness and the love that the Lord has shown to Noah, not just Noah, but his family, um, it is, uh, unbelievable here, you know? Um, and so for me, like, I don't know about you, uh, but for me, that's the moral of the story. It's like, um, follow Noah's actions uh, in the midst of your chaos, in the midst of your flood, in the midst mm -hmm. of all of the things around you in the world going wrong. And you will be rewarded. Well, not that you will be rewarded, but that when you when you choose to live uh, righteously or you choose to live justly, you will find yourself in the cares of the Lord. Yeah. right the lord will provide for your needs it's not saying that the lord because 
the Lord did not provide Noah with a mansion, right? No, no. Right. The Lord provided Noah with just what he needed for the time, right? And, And that's what I truly believe, like, in our life. Like, when... When I walked through uh, my parents' divorce, did the Lord give me uh, what I wanted? And, and if I leaned into him, then my parents would get back together? No. But the Lord did provide me with the things I needed at the time. And he provided me with deep friendships. And he provided me with deep mentors who could say, yeah, I've been there. Um, I've walked that path and I know that's not easy. And they gave me deep advice for how I should begin navigating conversations with my parents, the conversations that I never had before, never thought I would ever supposed to have. He gave me guidance in and having conversations with my siblings. He gave me guidance in informing myself in my own faith, right? So in the midst of our own junk, like lean in to the righteousness that the Lord brings, lean in to the justice that the Lord brings, and he's going to provide for you and he's going to yeah. take care of, care of you. Yeah, man. What else you got? Uh, nothing about Noah. Next week, we're going to be talking about somebody that, um, fell out that fell out of God's plan and had oh. to deal with that chaos. Oh, who's that? King David. Ooh, King David. That's next week. That is next week with Let's Jackson. Go. Oh, I like not it. Next, not next week, but the next time we record. Yeah, next time we record. I like it. I love Jackson. We're actually going to need to actually sit down and actually schedule when we do this because we've been doing it pretty flippantly. Yeah, I'll text okay. him. I cool. might start oh. a little group chat or something. I don't know. I'll cut this. I might not. Might be fun to leave it in. Uh, but anyways, Garner, you got anything else for us? Um, email us at thepushpod at gmail.com you can follow us on Instagram at thepushpod we're on Spotify at the Push Podcast, SoundCloud um, YouTube and Apple Podcast alright well hey give us a follow send us a message if you have any questions and with that being say, said may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with each one of you as He guides you through your wildernesses and he protects you through your storms. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders that he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing when we hear each other once more. Grace and peace to you all, and we'll catch you next time. See you.